Hello, my friends. Thank you for tuning in today for another cute episode about dating. (laughs) The endless world of content around dating. Oh my gosh, I can't even, I don't even know where to begin. I think I will begin with a not your dating guru moment because it's actually what has led me to pull up this column that I wrote last year. And I was just talking on my Instagram stories the other day. I was like, I had this experience happening and I felt, you know, all these thoughts swarming and I was like, Ooh, I think I have a column or a podcast coming up. I can feel it gathering. And then I was like, wait a minute, this all sounds really familiar in my mind. And this feeling is familiar, but these thoughts are familiar. And I was like, damn it. I already wrote this column. (laughs) I am right back where I was. How does this happen? How do we continue to repeat some of the things, actions, emotions, feelings, what have you, despite being like, oh, got it. Not doing that again. Figured out a way, whatever. I have awareness now. And then, oop. I'm back. I'm doing that thing again. What happened? So the not your dating guru moment is, and I think we've all been here. I think we've all had this happen. I think we've all done it to people. And I'm going to tell you something, and I don't want you to tell anyone. This is just between you and me. It's our little secret. I'm not exactly proud of this one thing that I did. You know, it's likely that I would do it again. I, I can I can say that. I can say that I'm probably not above doing this one thing again. I'd been talking to this person and let's see, it was just, it wasn't for, how long was it? I don't know. All I know is this, we would make plans. He would be like, I really want to see you and I want to do this, this, this. And he'd be like, let's walk and talk and let's, let me bring you a coffee. And then he would cancel sometimes just before. Or like we would have plans to go on the evening and we were supposed to like do a thing, but like meet before for something and, and, and after and, and he'd be like, oh, I can only do the one thing. And a lot of this was because of work and I respect that, but it kind of kept happening consistently, sometimes multiple times a week. So there was this final, I shouldn't say final, there was this one day he was going to bring over coffee. If you follow my Instagram, you know, I'm just waiting for someone to bring me coffee. And uh, he was gonna do that. And it was like nine o'clock, no, nothing. 10 o'clock, nothing. Me a little bit on edge because I hadn't had coffee. And then I started to make my own coffee at like 10.30. And by 11, I was like, are you out of your fucking mind? Like, what the hell? And so I sent a text and I said something to the effect of like, your disregard for me and my time is like beyond a level of disrespect that I've ever (laughs) experienced. What is your, like, what the hell? This person messaged me back with a huge apology and there had been something bad that happened with their family. To which I was like, of course, (laughs) of course. It's like the guy that ghosts and and you just kind of joke with your friends, like maybe he died, but then he did die. And then you feel like really terrible. (laughs) I didn't feel super terrible. I mean, of course I felt like, oh, that sucks. I'm so sorry go manage that. But also like anybody can send a quick text to somebody. I still stand by that, but I let it go. And then just a couple more weeks and these things, same thing, same thing. So one day I just, I picked up the phone 
And I called him and I was like, hey, yeah, no, we, this isn't happening. I'm not going to spend time with you anymore. You can't seem to show up. I, that's fine. I totally get it. You're busy. You have work, but I'm not doing this anymore. And for like three blocks, I kind of lost it and said some stuff. And then for some reason, even after I hung up, I was like, you know what? That was a lot of my time. That was a lot of my time. And that was a lot of effort maybe. So I sent him a Venmo request basically for like what I would charge a client. And it's like, like my phone rang and I was like, mm. and then the text came in like, Hey, I'm kind of confused. I, I'm, I'm sure we're both, you know, pretty upset about what's happened today, but I don't really understand what this is. I just sent a text back and I was like, look, if you can't pay it all off in one full payment, I'm fine with like installments. Just let me know when that will be done. And then he was like, wait, what is actually going on? And that kind of like snapped me out. And I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> I was telling my best buddy about it yesterday. And he was like, what did you Venmo him for? And I was like, time and services rendered. And he's like, that would make, and I was like, don't you dare say it. My time talking, being with somebody, I don't care. That's my time. Time is money. And people just want to sit here and be, use up your space and your time and your emotions and for what? And I was, you know, a little, I said, anyway, it doesn't even matter. I canceled the request right after and that's what I did. And I still sort of stand by it and would probably do it again because I don't want someone wasting my fucking time. I'm so over that part. That's a not your dating guru moment. Like I said, if you're going to do it, you really got to, you got to be prepared <laughs> for some, I don't know for, for what. Yeah. I don't even know why that's a problem. You know, if it flies, floats or fucks, you should just rent it. Do you know how much, not just the, the time is money, but then like, then we're in therapy sometimes after people, like people will cost you so much and you have to really be careful about who you let in. This is why I've arrived back where I was last year. Cause I was like, I'm really fucking cool until I'm not. And that's how I was like, Oh, where's that column? Where is that column? So I'm going to read to you what I wrote last year, because it is, we need, we need a little housekeeping. We're heading into summer. We just finished a winter and spring of whatever that was. And it's a little, we're just gonna have a moment of regrouping. Okay. Y'all we're just going to remind ourselves remind ourselves of what we're doing here. Maybe you're going to have a summer of celibacy. Maybe you're going to have a super slutty summer. It's the era of doing you however you want, whoever you want, whatever it is, you're not, you're not going to, you're just going to make sure you keep your standards high. So that means you might want to know what they are. But anyway, let's just first getting to this. When my kids entered their high school years, I had adopted this motto. I'm really fucking cool until I'm not. It was born from this commentary made by others directly to me or my children. And cause people around were just like, I bet you are the coolest mom. Or they'd say to Nick and Faith, I bet you guys, man, you have the coolest mom. And the response was, yeah, until she's not. Depending on the day that could come with a laugh or the awareness that like I was in a not so cool moment and that's parenting, right? My kids often resorted to wondering how they were supposed to know though, when I was going to respond coolly or not. 
And how could I be cool one minute and then like in a flash, so uncool. And I can empathize with their confusion. And the only response I could give them was to say, it is a very fine line and you have to learn how to tread it. And it turns out this metaphorical line was not only reserved for my kids, but also the people I date. Although I'm only just realizing this, thanks to Instagram. It's not uncommon for people to slide into my DMs and compliment my work or send me a message and share that they love the outfit I put together. Messages like, you seem like you're so fun. The way you think, your open mind, it's so different, your perspectives. And, oh, I wish you were a stylist, I'd hire you. You're so easygoing. And it was when I read that that I was like, wait, what? What are they? And then the other message is like, a guy stood you up, you get ghosted, how's that possible? He wasn't interested in you, what? And this is what has inspired me to share the not your dating guru stories because I'm no different than you. <laughs> and it's an odd moment when you realize that this is what people think of you. And yet, last month, a guy left me a message telling me I was beautiful, kind, and smart. And I later joked with my friend that I was actually with yesterday that this guy has no, like clearly no, no idea. And no one says, no one says Ashley is kind, unless you consider being clear as kind. And Josh said, it's not that you're not kind, but of all the things one might list, kind would be like ninth or 10th on that list, followed by sweet. And the truth is, the truth is this, as a friend, I'm pretty laid back. You can cancel plans. You can hang up and not call me back for six months. You can be late picking me up. You can ask me why I talk about sex so much. You can challenge my work by saying, do you think people want to hear about all those things? I invite all of it. But that attitude ends the second we are potentially dating. That uh, whole, I'm really fucking cool until I'm not feeling activates. And suddenly, most everything you do is being scrutinized or analyzed. Is this fair? Absolutely not. This is precisely why I've been letting people know when they express interest in wanting to date me before they've gotten to know me, that maybe they don't. Maybe you don't want to do that. You'd probably just want to be my friend because that is a much more enjoyable version of me for you. I'm doing this for you. The second I let you into my dating orbit, your words and your actions are non-negotiable. You can't invite me to a concert and then not follow through. I will never forget that time. And I swear it's going to underscore not only every future event, but I will privately be questioning if you can keep your word. Sure, it's a concert invite now, but later that could be a bill you said you'd pay. Or maybe you'll like be making out with someone because you forgot we made plans to only make out with each other. You can't arrange to spend time with me, cancel a couple of hours before, and then invite me to your event the following day because you're worried the numbers might be slow and throw in, as you've all heard me reference this one, to bring six of my hottest friends. Come on. And by the way, <laughs> I was talking to someone earlier this year and he was gonna come over and make me dinner. This is just a little side story. 
And he sent me a message. I'm so sorry, I can't make it. But maybe tomorrow you could just come over and bring six of your hottest friends. But when I got the first text that he couldn't make it, I was like, of course, of course. You know that feeling, you're like, ugh. But then the six hottest friends, and I laughed so hard. <laughs> anyway, I just thought I'd throw that in there. But I would never, I would never do this with a friend. I'd probably be relieved if a friend canceled. And I would, I would roll into my friend's event with like as many people as possible to support them. So like I'm saying, I'm really fucking cool until I'm not. But my friends don't affect my personal life the same way a potential partner does. I can't help but get that feeling based on like over a decade of dating that most people will want to come in, mess with you in your life and then not offer you much in return. And I'm just not here for it. And kids are included in this. I probably have mine to thank for learning to hold boundaries without emotion, but this is just, there's a line here. If you're going to come into my world, a world where I prioritize my people and commitments, you better bet I'm going to expect you to do the same. And again, I'm going to say this, the bar is not low. This is my life I'm talking about. And I'm a believer that we are all adults and people get to do, you get to cancel your plans. You get to change your minds. You get to do you, you can do that all day. It's just not going to happen with me if we're dating. The dating scene, not for the faint of heart, can be incredibly disappointing if you let just anyone in and it can jade you and we don't want that. Being really fucking cool until you're not means being all you, protective of your time and your priorities and the people, but also knowing how to advocate for yourself. And I think that is just the key right there is knowing how to advocate for yourself. Maybe not yelling at someone for three blocks. Okay, maybe not sending a Venmo request, <laughs> but oh, I don't know, voicing those things throughout. I thought that I had been voicing those things throughout. I guess I just assumed too the common courtesy that somebody is like not digging with me in my time. <laughs> um, it's hard to know. I, I swear. So that is that they will show you, right? Like it's just a matter of weeks, maybe. I'm, I'm actually convinced in 90 days, you will know if somebody is serious or not. Now, 90 days can feel like a long time when there's a lot of shit going on in like the first three or four weeks, but you'll know in 90 days if somebody's able to show up and meet you where you are. Okay, that's all I got this week. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day.